0: We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God-Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you.
1: Okay, so uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here. And I'm super excited today to bring on my beautiful sister friend, Danan Ra. There's so many things I could say about her. um, And because I'm a huge fan of the work that she does, and we have a little bit of background. So I guess I'll just start with the fact that we met in Greece. And we I've kind of just been watching each other like grow and evolve over the years and be like, Oh, look at you look at what you're doing. And like, we're all hyping each other the whole way and stuff so it's been really fun to see like the the work that she does and how she's unfolding and all of the things it's it's also really funny because when I sent her you know there's this little bio thing that pops up in my um sort of like introduction for the podcast and she wrote down here I love it so much so don't be mad but I'm just gonna repeat it she wrote down when I was asking like who she is she wrote down lover writer mother painter singer healer, dancer, creator, and friend. Oh my, oh my God. I love that so much. So that, that is all of what she represents. And so I just want to welcome you to the show. And to start, I just want to say thank you for being here. And also, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what was? What's your upbringing? What's your background? Ooh, chat.
2: Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Mr. Friend. Thank you so much. And it has been like so beautiful to just watch you blossom. Like, I mean, look at the rose smelling all good. But anyway, yes, I am Danan Sara, and the sa is Sekmet Osset, so it's, you know, Danan Sara. And I am founder of The Art of Waking, and it is a business that I started maybe about three years ago. When life decided to basically redirect me, that I was no longer going to be a corporate employee, no longer going to be working for other people, but for myself. And it's kind of like, let me back up because this is our conversation. In 2013, I moved to the Netherlands and that is when everything blew up. Basically, I went to work for um, a installation of the UN Security Council uh, in anti-terrorism work, active court. Um, So it was really hardcore. And I went over there by myself. So I left my my family behind and it was just me. And in that whole process, everything just kind of went kaboom. All the things that I thought I knew, the things that I had to distract me, that kept me going, they were gone. And I had to sit and face myself. And I didn't like me very much. And so then it became, okay, how do I get to like me? How do I love me? Like, I want to know this person that has basically played the pretend game for her whole life. Basically masking and and like, how do I fit in here? I observe risk manager, right? And it's like, okay, who's safe and who's not? Instead of just, I am who I am, love me or not, I love me, all is well, peace be with you, you're like, move on, (laughs) type thing. Um, But that that, that in a nutshell is like when the awakening started for me, um, like significantly that I couldn't ignore it anymore. From that, it began the journey of journeys and like shaped everything uh, because I went to see everybody I could find from psychic to body workers to healers, hypnotherapists, light therapy, like the craziest stuff you could think of to the most basic stuff you could think of. And all the charlatans and wonderful people that I found in between traveling um, to different sacred sites that opened me to me. And it was basically all the things that I had put away from like when I was young, um, being able to speak to spirit being able to see things, being able to talk to that, which other people could not see all those things that I just kind of shoved in a, a bag, <laughs> not to be seen again. Um, that's where, that's where it all kind of popped out. And I hope that was coherent.
1: I, it kind of like dashed around a bit, but that was perfect. I love hearing how people like got on the path to doing what they're doing now. So explain what is the art of the
2: art of waking the, for me, my journey was really messy. Like messy like to the point where I'm like I'm slipping and tripping in my own blood that I'm cutting myself. Like at this point I am slitting my own flesh and I'm tripping and slipping in my blood. And then it was like ooh well blood could be pain. Ah yes well welcome to the dark side. And then it was oh well be the Boski out here. You can be the Boski out of your own healing. How about that? And it was like ooh yes wait a second. Waking up is a journey. This is not like some kind of quick race. This is not some kind of sprint. Let me get comfortable here. I'm waking up to more than just this little piece here. Because, you know, like in the, on your journey, you'll have these epiphany moments or like these these really significant points in time in your life where, it, you know, it just kind of stops you. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I'm waking up to something. Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait. That's not it. I really shouldn't be eating that. Or I really shouldn't be talking to them. Or I really should. Whatever it is, right? And it was, oh, I need to stop thinking there's only one thing. There's only one thing one dark night there's only one like low point there's an ebb and a flow to this and so it really was like me waking up to the fact that our journeys to mastery self mastery because that's all this really is about is messy, and it's art messy, and it's going to be beautiful to some people, and be like, really? You put a piece of masking tape on a banana, and you called it art? Like, it's it's subjective to everybody. So the art of waking, um, just that. It's it's helping people wake up to themselves, to the, for lack of a better word, fuckery that they've been involved in and and associated with, attached to, shifting belief systems and knowings and all that kind of stuff. So I started out just doing reading you know, just like the I see things around you. There, your dead father's beside you. He's got a message. Like I just started doing those types of things. But then it like it just didn't feel enough to me. The experiences that I'd had, knowing what I needed, right. A, a along the journey. It wasn't just one person. It wasn't just one conversation. It wasn't just one therapist. It was a collective and to understand that. And so like right now, my favorite way to work with people is mentorships and it's uh, the heal, the healer mentorship or the take your power back mentorship. And the heal, the healer one is, is really all about like, I really feel like my life's mission at this point. And that is to find the healers of the world and heal them to stop them in their track redirect them, help them heal their own bullshit, so they can actually heal people. So they can actually go about the business that their soul came here to do. So that is the the thing. And in those Heal the Healer mentorships, it's uh, six months to 12 months. And it's not only just me working with people. It like it's a counsel. So it's like, I'll take a picture of that person. It's like, oh, okay. You've got daddy wounds. You've got abandonment issues. You've got rejection issues. And you are projecting all of these things onto your clients. Okay. Not good. How do we help with that? All right. I know I can help by way of X, Y, and Z, but I also think some family constellation work would be really good for you and a human design reading would be good for you. And so I would go, I go to my people, the ones that I love and trust, and I put a package together for them. It's it's a holistic thing. So it's not just me you're talking to, uh, a collection of healers. It's like back in the day when the village would come together for the person, right? That's what we're missing. And it's the the village to be like, oh, honey,
1: stop. So, so, so funny because during the pre-podcast interview, Danan and I were talking about this very topic. Healers who are out there doing their work, but there's just a lot that they haven't healed themselves. So they are sort of creating these environments that are unsafe and we both had an experience with someone who was doing exactly that where she was not healed and she was pretend well she was she believed she was a healer but she was using her gifts to actually pull people apart and to actually destroy them from the inside. So there's a lot of predatory behavior within the spiritual community that I've seen personally myself here in my state that I live in with soul tribe here and also around the world at the different retreats that I've gone to and stuff. So I love the offering of heal the healer because it is this break. And and also I just want to mention that that doesn't mean that like, you know, she's only going to be working with people who have this like predatory thing. It's more so saying like everybody needs healing and even healers need to continue healing. And so where is the space for them? And that's what I love so much about heal the healer is that it offers that space, that space that healers need to be able to go home to themselves and say, Okay, what's what's happening here? And like, what, where is what are the things that are coming up for me right now? So I love heal the healer. And one thing I was just kind of ruminating in my mind is what do you think for any healers that are maybe out there that could be listening? listening to this what are some questions that maybe they could be asking themselves before let's say they begin to go out and try to heal people
2: the first question and this is the first question i ask every client of mine is what are you doing it for who are you serving who do you serve And it's okay. Whatever the answer is, is whatever the answer is. And we go from there, right? If you're saying, I'm serving my ego right now because I need to feel good. I need to feel like I'm I'm on this planet for a purpose. I need to feel like I have value. I need to feel like I am doing something because I'm bombarded with all the negativity and I want to be a part of the solution. Great. Great. Let's start where you are. Right? Or, no, I'm coming to this because, you know, I think it's really cool and I would really love to be a part of it. And, you know, I had a really great session with, you know, someone or I went somewhere and it was really amazing and I really want to do this work. Okay, no problem. That's where you are. Let's begin there, right? Or it's some other nefarious reason, whatever it is. But what do you, who are you serving? What are you here for? Right? And a lot of times, if you cannot answer that question or the answer to that question is so shallow, that is where we start the work, right? Because it's, it's, you want know, I don't want to come into this work to shame anybody, right? It's, I don't, I don't really care why you want to do what you want to do. I just care that you don't harm anybody on the other side, right? So what is harm? So then we start to talk about harm. What is it? What does it mean? What does it feel like? Have you been harmed in a spiritual space? What did it feel like to you? How did it show up? What, what were the things that came after it? How did you view yourself after? Did it take you six months? months to recover from said encounter. Like those types of things, right? Because I can't tell you how many people I have been to that were only there to serve themselves didn't give a shit about me except did I pay the fee that they had assigned to the service that they were giving me. But it was really all about them and it's way too many times
1: way too many and i've spoken about this whole freaking subject on this podcast so many times so i already know people who are listening know about this and they are have a deeper understanding of like what it is to be in this like predatory environment um in the spiritual community which is so sad when you do see it um so what are your beliefs that drive the work that you do that drive this like purpose work that you do what are these deeper beliefs
2: Ooh, child. So much. So much drives me. Um, The unseen realm drives me. My ancestors (laughs) drive me. And it's like once you make that connection, once you open your soul to its actual soul purpose, to live out its divine destiny. You really don't have control anymore. So let's just be honest there. It's not your rodeo show at all because then your job becomes discernment and obedience. That's really it. Um, Can I discern the voice speaking to me? How does it make me feel? Do I feel grounded? Do I feel purposeful? Do I feel valued? Does it scare me? That's okay, it might, but how, in what way, right? In what manner? am I being asked to move? And that's really, I mean, discerning that, right? Because that's half the problem with some, I'm sorry, passion, passion coming forth. That's half the problem with a lot of these healers out here, right? They don't know who they're talking to. I got a download and I'm just gonna tell you, Jen, this download, uh, you really need to break up with your boyfriend um, because he's just not
1: in alignment at this moment. Who are you talking to? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That is so funny, because it's like so true though, because and it's it's also okay, you just brought up so many really good points right there, so I just want to take it back to first of all discernment is huge, and the fact that you brought up like how does it make feel when I'm getting this download that is a big question, and that's important for people to decipher that energy when they are getting a download about something or when they're receiving a message from the higher realms because we don't actually know what's going on up there or down there okay like we we try to believe that like heaven is what it is you know in the bible it says it's all these different things we don't know I mean as above so below right like it's not very good down here right now okay there could be a war going on in heaven for all I know so how about we take responsibility for ourselves and remember that we our guides need us as much as we need them. Okay, like we are guiding them in a sense sometimes, because they're responsible for guiding us. But we have to have this discernment, like you just said, and know how does it actually make me feel when I get this download, it's so important that you said that because when I went to this really bad retreat one time, okay, so there was this energy that okay, there was this vision. And then there was like Jesus, like, and first of all, Jesus never worked with me before. I've never worked with Jesus. And so he came from behind the sun to give, to tell me that I should go to this retreat. And honestly, he, the whole thing was all kinds of wrong because he was moving like a Nintendo video game. Like it was just like this, like weird robotic movement. And I was like, it was so weird. It was like, it was not normal. So I, it didn't make me feel good, but I thought, okay, there's no way I could be getting tricked in a vision. I'm like, it has to be real. And I went, this is when I didn't know any better, you know, and like, I went and it was the worst possible situation. It was the worst experience I ever had gone, like experienced in a spiritual um environment. It was really sad. So then then I had to think, you know, take that lesson and say, Okay, I have to have discernment with what's coming in. So I just wanted to say that part that I love that you said that because the energy. It's so important. How does it make you feel when you're getting these downloads before you're ready to come out and tell other people, especially if you're giving other people advice about something?
2: Listen, anybody that comes on is like, I just had this download and I have to share it. I just had that. Did you, did you ground it? Were you grounded? Where were you when you got it? Were you in a normal place that you're always at? Or were you in a new space? Hmm? Wide open and exposed for anything to just pop in and be like, oh, I'm a trickster spirit. I'm going to play with you because you, you don't know anything about what you're doing. So I, I'm, this is going to be fun. They have fun too on the other side.
1: And I'm on, I'm 100% like with what you're saying. And I feel this so deeply. And I know that the stuff that you're teaching with heal the healer and working with the healers to make sure that they're checking in with themselves before they are serving is huge. And it's not only going to serve the person healing, but it serves the people that they are healing in that way. So it's like for you personally, I mean, you think you're working with one person, but you're actually working with healers, which means you're working with like 50 Fifty people at once. <laughs> like, so it, it's really powerful work that you're doing. And I, I want to know a little bit more about the second offering that you were saying, the heal the healer. And what was the other one? Take your power back. Yes. Yeah, so tell me about this. Cause it's like, what is this?
2: That was, that was my program that I designed for myself, right? Heal yourself, heal thyself first. And it was me sitting in recognition of how many different ways I had given my power away. Some unbeknownst to me, some I had just said, you know, here, take it. I don't want it. You know what? This is too much responsibility for me. I don't want it like that kind of, and to reconcile that. So it's, Okay, where did I give my power away? Let's do the inventory and actually sitting to take it. Okay, what do I believe in? Where did that belief come from? Do I really believe it or do I go along with it to make someone else happy? Do I like my job? Why did I take this job? I took this job to make someone else happy. I'm in a relationship. Do I like this relationship? It's okay. Why am I in this relationship? Because I really didn't think I could get anybody else and I just wanted companionship. Okay. Do you give your power away to that other person? Well, yeah, because I don't really like doing half the things. It's like going through and having a very honest conversation in every quadrant of life and to actually sit and reconcile with it. Because even if, let's say, you go through the inventory and you're like, yeah, I gave 50% of my power away, but I'm okay with it. You know it. Instead of blindly, well... It's his fault because he didn't tell me, no, no, you gave him the authority to do that. So why are you mad now? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So it's how many different ways can I identify uh, myself to know myself? Am I okay with what I find out? And if I'm not okay with what I find out, I do I have the courage to shift it? And sometimes it's a, you know... We'll put it on the shelf for a bit and we'll come back to it. I had one lady. I started working with her and the inventory was too much. Like she just, I don't want to say had a meltdown about it because it wasn't that, but it kind of was to where it's like, wait a second, hold on. (laughs) What do you mean? And then it was, she waited like a year she cleaned up certain things on her own. And then it was like, okay, now these are the things I need help with. Let's do it. And that was fantastic.
1: I love, love, love all of this. I, that's why I wanted to dive back into that question. Because I was like, when you said that, I felt something on the inside for myself. I was like, oh yeah, like that's like a powerhouse offering. Like I wanted to circle back to it. So when you are doing this work with Heal the Healer, take your power back. So when you are working with these people, what do you hope that they will get from working with you? What do you want that end result to look like? Themselves.
2: I want them to have them, period. Because I feel like, to me, that's the greatest gift you could ever have. Because from there, you're going to move differently in every other area of your life. It's not going to be the, like, oh, I didn't know, or I just wanted to keep the peace, or I just didn't want to make any waves. You're going to understand what that does to you. And it's going to be a, oh, wait, I can have this conversation. And I can have it in a grounded way because I trust myself now. I know myself a bit more. This is good. Let me let, Yes. Let's have this conversation. That's what I want to see. I want to see empowered people, empowered divinity, empowered, grounded
1: action. That's what I want. It's this deep inner authority. I think that happens with people who do come through offerings like the one that you do. People who are taken through that process and are able to peel back those layers and get to the core of their authenticity and who they actually are, they literally ignite their inner authority of who they actually are. And so they can move about the world in this more empowered way that, of course, we know everything in our reality is a reflection, so then their reality starts to shift and different things start to open up for them, and then that's where you really start to see the difference. And the change. So please tell us where can we find you? Where can we work with you? What are, where do we find you online?
2: Okay, you can find me at
1: theartofwaking.com.
2: That's the website. Um, and there you'll find descriptions of the two programs, the two big mentorship programs. You'll also find other services that I do that are like more one-offs. People have worked with me before. And it's like, oh, I need a little a little sprinkle. And it's uh, light language offerings, sound healing, dowsing. Dowsing. I wish more people like would get into dowsing.
1: I need you to tell me what dowsing is.
2: I will tell you, sweetheart. Yes, I will. Dowsing is when you take a pendulum type device and you don't have to get deep with it. You can take a button on a string and it will suffice. Or you can go fancy and get a crystal looking one or anything like that. And it's basically you are co-creating with the universe based upon very specific questions. So if you're looking, it's a form of divination right? solely if you wanted to just say yes or no, or what's the probability of uh, the compatibility of a relationship, the presence of dis-ease in the system, um, chemical imbalance. Chakra, openings, closings, anything that that's, that's, can be asked can be doused. So if you go to a healer for dousing, right? And you're not just using your pendulum for soul divination. What you can do is, and what I have is a 45-page protocol that I go through for each client. It's one of the heftier prices, prices priced services that I have, of which I'll probably be dropping that later is you know that's something we had talked about anyway about pricing and all this good stuff but it's one of the pricier services that i have because it works it's a one i don't want to talk to you again type situation unless there's something significant going on but within that dowsing i'm looking at if you're connected to animal energy earth energy i'm looking at if your chakras are opened or closed to the degree that they are opened or closed like for example i had one client he had all of his chakras opened except his throat his throat was at 20 percent. everything else was open between 50 and 80% non-existent. So I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't just don't know how to speak up for myself. And and I'm like, no shit, let's talk about it. But the chakras, we go through entity attachment. If you've got things attached to you, if you've been somewhere and you picked up energies, echoes, frequencies, sound impressions that need to be cleared. Yeah. It's 45 pages of questions that basically it is not a joke. A lot of my clients have deep shifting after meaning purging, release facing tears, throwing up. Yeah. It's, It's not, it's not for the weak, that one. So, but yeah, I think that's it as far as the offerings on there. And
1: what is for people who aren't aware, what could you explain what light language is?
2: Light language is the language of the soul. It bypasses the human mind and it goes directly to your, your soul, your heart. And there are many, many different types of light language because it comes from the different origins that person may have, have walked before, not to go too metaphysical or multidimensional here, but you know, we have many different lives that we've walked, parallel lives that are happening because time is a construct. So you may have been doing these things like on a different planet or whatever, on a different star system. So you might hear people say, oh yeah, I speak Lyran language, or I speak Syrian, or Pleiadian, or, or whatever, it doesn't matter what you speak. As long as it is pure, you have done your work to be a clear channel, a vessel for the divine to speak through. And what ends up happening is light language will shift things. It's almost like energetic Tetris, like if you can see it, you know, with your minds eye. If you're looking at someone's auric field, like what I see is the field itself, the color of the field, if there's anything outside the field waiting... For you to let some things go, right? When we talk about let it go, make room for new, it's real. Like there's things sitting outside of your auric field that you can't have because you refuse to let go of the dum-dum that broke your heart 10 years ago. I died. But in that field, right? So the light language will move things in the field. The light language will move your heart space. It will move your chakras open depending on what the light language was intended to do. So if you're a clear channel in a vessel and you speak light language and it's just basically you say a prayer and just open it up and let it free flow and you don't know where it's coming from. You gave no intention for the container, right? For this container, for this particular session, this is what I am intending and asking for or something better, right? That's where you're really into shifting people's lives with a simple, you know, uh, phrasing of
1: vowels and consonants. And don't you feel that's kind of the same with music? Because I know you do a lot with music and singing. So, I mean, just the different tones and like the vibrations of the voice is, are, is also another form of being able to shift that energy.
2: Yes. Well, and speaking of that, when you sing, or when you are speaking, right? in front of an audience, your auric field will expand to encompass the entire room. So if you've got somebody and they are in their zone, their element of genius, right? They're a singer. They know they're meant to be a singer. They've been a singer for lifetime after lifetime and their voice is healing. That entire room will feel that person's heart. And it'll be like, oh my God, oh, that was the greatest concert I ever went to. It was so great. And I was so moved and it was amazing because that person was in their element. They felt you, you felt them. It was a merging of energy. If you've got somebody that's like dabbling and they're really not supposed to be doing what they're doing, you're not gonna feel it. It's not gonna be the same reaction. They could be singing the same notes, they could be doing the same things, which is why, like, I'm so happy. That you know you are encouraging people to just get out there and do what they have to do based on like, listen, this is your human design. do it, you were designed for this, right, and it's that it's like pushing people do what you're supposed to do. They may sing the same note that you sing, but they are not you. they don't carry what you carry, that kind of thing, you know,
1: I love it, and I love all that you do on your Instagram. If you guys are listening to this, be sure to check out. Denon's instagram just because she does these beautiful songs and beautiful music that she creates as well and you can find the link to everything um, in the show notes of this episode but definitely check out all that she does because she truly is the lover writer mother painter singer healer dancer creator and a very good friend
2: <laughs> thank you i love you jen
1: I love you so much. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. And I swear, if you haven't reached out to her for a human design reading, like what are you doing with your life? Because let me tell you, it shifted and changed me like so much. Some, it's, sometimes it's hard to see yourself. It's hard to see the gifts that you carry, especially if you're carrying them along
1: with the bags
2: of the past. So what you do is so important. So
0: thank you
1: for what you do. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember... She is God and so are you.